You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get-together. Delicious Champs Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods, great selection of tasty snacks and ice-cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, drink, and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct turn here stadium time is 7.55 p.m. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast. Brought to you cordially by Champs Chicken and harbored by collegeofmagnolia.com. I am SEC tournament champion at Son of Crow at Son of Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, not Ryan Starrett. Ryan Starrett is not here tonight. He is attending a funeral uh, for a beloved family member who got him into Auburn sports and is the reason why he started this podcast in the first place. So, War Eagle to Ryan and War Eagle to Ryan's uncle. To the other side of me, in his rightful place, is the AU chief. Greetings, Orange and Truthers. If you are like the rest of us and watching the SEC Tournament Championship replay, the tip is about to happen in three, two, and now. So you can sync us up. This is my third time today watching this game. Now, I haven't actually seen the game yet, Chief. This is really funny. I I listened to every game of this tournament, at least, okay, I saw most of a couple of games, the first two games, um, but I listened to the Florida game and the Tennessee game, most of them on, uh, on the radio with Rod, Rod and Sonny. So like I told you before, the, before we started recording, that controversial finish um, to the Florida game, not so controversial on the Auburn radio call. Oh, it no, uh, really? sounded like just a normal... A normal end of the game, guy missed a three-pointer, no big deal. Game Auburn out. wins. Auburn wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Sonny saying he wanted Rod to buy him some, some dinner, but that was all I remember. Oh, man. Jared just missed a three to start the game. 19 minutes and 30 seconds left. We can't really talk a ton about it because we'll get sued by ESPN, but it is... Uh, we can talk about it if we're making a value judgment of the we are, broadcast, can we? I don't know. I don't... Look, I will say... We talk people because I listened to most of the games on the radio. <laughs> I didn't have as big of an issue with the way ESPN covered the SEC championship tournament. Oh, Bryce. But uh, I will say that I, I noticed there being some interesting camera angles that they would go to during live action. Yeah, we'll we'll see that here in a moment. I'm sure. Um, Which are probably really rad if you were making like a highlight video. Of the yeah, game? yeah, uh, they're probably they're actually probably really good if you were um, wanting film. Yeah, um, because they get to the side, you can see how people are moving. Sometimes you're like dead even with them, which is right. weird. Um, 
you know, watching it earlier today, I didn't notice quite as many of those sky cam angles as they um, had in some other games. Yeah, and and the other thing that I noticed was that the uh, the SEC network coverage and the ESPN network were seamless. You kind of couldn't tell the difference. I also, yeah. I mean, I because I didn't watch this, I didn't hear Dick Dick Vitale call this Auburn game, which I imagine he was pretty excited about because the way that Auburn played this game was a very Dicky V run and gun. Oh yeah, lots of dunks, lots of threes. Oh, and you know he loves it's awesome, Chimo baby. Kiki. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Everyone loves Chumo Kiki, <laughs> who is future millionaire Chumo Kiki. Oh yeah, yeah. Some some joker after the game was uh, accosting Chuma about staying. Uh, Why? It, it it made me pretty angry. I kind of wanted to fight the guy. And yeah, Chuma, Chuma just kind of kind of smiled and tried to. It's very awkward. It's awkward situations. Like, oh, there we go. Oh, I had to make can... a microphone switch All real right. quick. Everybody, yeah, everybody can. If I'm Chuma, that's the kind of stuff is one of the reasons why I'm not going. It's just because you don't have to put up with <laughs> these kids with SEC fans in the NBA. Yeah. Um, but like, what an amazing thing that will be to have an Auburn player in the which is kind of a crazy thing. Oh, you would think like other big basketball schools. I'm sure North Carolina isn't like, oh, we might get to have a Tar Heel in the NBA this year. Like, right. Or Kentucky, they have there's an NBA All Star team that can make up <laughs> right. their current right. NBA pros. Right. They Whereas they Auburn have a hasn't guy. had one since Marquise Daniels. Yeah. Kentucky might have a guy starting on every team. They could. I think <laughs> we don't know if they have thirty, but they, yeah. they might have close to thirty. I, they hey, literally I, have a starting five that would probably win the NBA finals. Let's not forget Adam Harrington. Adam was he in the league for yes, that long? I, I want to say he was on the Mavs. He might have. I mean, for I like think two you're seconds. Right. Yeah, but I think that I think that <laughs> yeah, Marquise no, was Marquise the was, last yeah, he one was. in. <laughs> he was. I just want. I just want to bring up Adam Harrington. Who was the super tall white guy from those Marquise Daniels in um, Auburn teams? Because he was in the league too for the Suns for a while. That was Harrington. Oh, okay, man. Yeah. 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 So maybe it was the Suns. Maybe it was the Suns. But he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, he's definitely not in the league as long. He ended up over in Europe, and he's been back here around town some. I will say that I think I think that Auburn probably has. I don't know if Auburn has five pros, like Kentucky usually does, but Auburn probably has five. Well, maybe it does five pros. Maybe not yeah. five NBA players. Five pros. Man, you know who had a great great tournament was Malik Dunbar. But the guys off the bench that oh, the that are hit guys. or miss were hit in the SEC tournament. You had you had uh, Malik Dunbar was an amazing player. He started most of the games. Yeah. He, he, had, he has one bad game, and I can't remember which one it was. But, but the rest of the games, he he had like ten points yeah. and like uh, you know five rebounds. And Javon McCormick literally might have gotten better each game oh, this man. season. Because the Tennessee game was his best game of the year, guys. He he played the entire first half. Yeah, because because you have Jared Harper gets Jared Harper is already on the bench for the re- remainder of the first half at this point. Yeah, sixteen minutes and forty three seconds left. It's a seven five game, and Jared Harper's already on the bench. And and you've got McCormick coming in, and you at this point when I'm listening to it, I, I think I may have actually been watching at this point early on in the first half. But when I'm listening to it, I'm thinking to myself. If we can only just stay within five points without Jared Harper being in the game, that will be that'll be good. How many threes were made right there in that corner in front of the Tennessee bench? 
That is one of the toughest shots in basketball because yeah, you have the bench just right in your ear the whole time, and and Chuma just nails it. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Brown had a great tournament. Obviously, he was named tournament MVP. Yeah, he was the only guy that was just solid every game. Like he he was not our best player every single game. I don't think he was our most consistent player every single game. Jared was our best player for two games. Right. And Chuma was our best player in this game. But Bryce had 19 points, so yeah. let's not. <laughs> Chuma was our best player in this game, maybe not in points, but yeah. in everything else. He's, like he's, he had 18 points, uh, 13 rebounds, three steals. He had a couple yeah. blocks. And that was with, he was guarding either Schofield or Williams the whole game. Yeah. So you're talking about a guy who had, I mean, Tennessee has two of the best Six players in the SEC in Showfield and Williams. Oh. And, and like, I know Auburn fans. I was reading Twitter every so often during the game, and it looked like Auburn fans, kind of like with Silva with uh, South Carolina. Like, those guys are, are good. They like, are. they're not just guys who look into calls or they get favorable decisions right. by the referees. These are freaking pros. These are guys that are some of the best players in America. And I know we don't like them because they're not on our team. Sure. But they're the kind of guys that if they were on our team would be our favorite player oh, yeah. on the team. Oh yeah, I kill to have uh, oh a Schofield or a Williams or a Silva yeah on your team or even like a Dante Hall. A Dante Hall, absolutely. Um, it just it, they're annoying to play against. And, yeah, and I mean, Auburn has Jared Harper. So so, so there's there's a thing with uh, both Williams and Silva seem to get all the calls. Yeah, Williams really works the refs. They've been in this league a long time, and, and that's, that's what you do. One of two things happen when you are big and strong like that, and you see with LeBron in the NBA. You either have to flop mm-hmm. because you're so big and strong that normal contact doesn't affect right, you. Right. So the referees can't even see that you were fouled. Or the referee notices that you're getting hacked every time, and they give you a lot of calls. So, like, Shaquille O'Neal got a ton of calls mm-hmm. because he basically got fouled every time he got the ball. Yeah. Oh, Because uh, he's a big, giant man. Yeah. yeah. He was a big, giant man. No one could stop. Yep. And so, Silva's the same deal. Grant Williams, same deal. He's a smart player, Grant Williams. My goodness. Very. And he didn't have a great game. You yeah. know who has... And neither did Scuffa. You know who my, my personal MVP of watching the tournament was? And this is because I didn't get to see... <laughs> much of this game, but I guess it's all virtual. Who's that? Freaking Jimmy Dykes is awesome. Oh yeah, I could listen to Jimmy Dykes call a basketball game yeah, every single game. I wanted more Jimmy Dykes because he was, as a guy who loves the X's and O's of basketball, yeah. he was calling it out. Like, look, this is why Auburn's doing this, and he would even say, like, "Hey, look, here comes a high ball screen. They're going to do this because of you know Auburn and the half court has to do the ball screens because if they don't, they really can't get separation." Yep. I like Jimmy Dykes a lot. I didn't like it. He was part of this. There were like five or six guys nationally who had the same hot take of uh, Auburn is better with Wiley on the bench. And I really didn't think that's a, that's a good take. <laughs> because when Wiley came in, he was really good. Like, yeah. Especially in this tournament, he was really good. No, I think, uh, I think what we figured out, and it, it's kind of what uh, we had discussed before, um, the right right before the tournament started, when we found out, okay, we're gonna have uh, Wiley there. Yeah, is don't put him in and then change everything you're doing. 
Right. Put him in and act like he's Horace Spencer. Exactly. We Let play him be a, a better Horace Spencer. We play a little different with Horace than we do with uh, Anthony, because obviously Anthony's going to shoot a three, and usually yeah. we're not working any threes right. For, right. for Horace. Run any plays for Horace Spencer. Um, which I want to say neither one of them shot a three in this game. Anthony did not have a great game. Anthony didn't have a great game. Anthony had only about one of the four games that I would look back and go, yeah, Anthony can probably be proud of himself. Yeah, Horace played great the whole time, I thought. For for what you can expect from Horace. From he, what? He played great. Horace is feast or famine. And I... Pe- people love Horace Spencer, and I get it. He's a fan favorite type player. Yeah. However, this is a four-star recruit. No. <laughs> like, this was a guy who was supposed to be yeah. a program-changing type yeah. talent. For Auburn, a yeah. four-star recruit to Auburn, has he been four-star recruit guy? I don't know. You kind of want your four-star recruits to be an everyday starter, and he's not really an sure. everyday starter. Can he be at spurts? Absolutely. There yeah. are times when that's why I'm saying he's feast or famine because there are times where you're like, this dude is a defensive menace. Yeah, and 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 he absolutely changes the game from an energy standpoint. But there are also times where you're like, that dude has never handled a basketball before in his <laughs> life. This is him. On cue, getting an M one. Yeah, that was a strong take, and yeah. that really and that, that, actually that's the thing that I think Horse has improved most this year is just just his strength and ability to score even when he gets fouled and to hold on to the yeah, basketball. Hold on to the basketball. His um, turnovers have gone from because his turnovers used to be whatever <laughs> get the ball. Period. Yeah, he kick it off his foot. Now his turnovers are traveling, right, or whatever. But he holds on to the basketball. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Make him call traveling on you. But don't throw the ball to the other team. But back to the other guy, Austin Wiley. He played his most minutes in this game, I want to say. And, and it just he immediately comes in and has a block that yeah. I, I credit. It, it started our, what I call. He blocked it with both hands. Yeah, I remember watching the highlights. What I call it, a, a slow burn run that we went on. Um, they didn't score a lot. We scored a little bit more. And then about, and that was about four minute period. Where we just kind of on a little slow, we're doing better than they are, but all built off that block. And then Dangel hits a three, like we scored five points yeah. in 30 seconds, and then the route was on. Did you realize that Auburn has not yet lost a game since its assistant coach was named in the uh, <laughs> bribery scandal? Which means that Auburn, really, what they needed was an assistant coach to get caught yeah. up in some crime. Yeah, we need to get the FBI involved more often. Because... <laughs> up until then, you were like, there's kind of a middle-of-the-road basketball team. <laughs> then all of a sudden... Coach gets caught up with the FBI, and we're here. We are SEC <laughs> champs. Two years in a row, two year, two banners in a row. Let me tell you, Tennessee fans did not like Austin Wiley. They thought he fouled every single time. He He's was. a big, strong man. That makes sense. Um, you know, what's funny is if you listen to this pod last week, I believe on the pod I was on record as saying that I don't think conference tournaments are that big of a deal, <laughs> and I don't like them because it seems like a weird way to like you have this champion that has played right. the whole season as champion and then you give another bid to this other group that just wins four games in four days yeah i completely disagree with myself. <laughs> this was super rad and i i think we should do it every year <laughs> i almost would rather win this in a lot of ways yeah this is way fun well it's it's super fun it's a it's a different type of test it's an endurance test um it's all neutral locations too. Yeah, so it's, it's not all neutral. theoretically neutral locations. So it's not yeah, like yeah, this was a home game. Yeah, that's a home game, and this would have been a home game for Kentucky. Had yes, Kentucky absolutely. Games. I had a Kentucky fan sitting next to me and keeping it kind of low key because he was with his Tennessee friend. Oh, that's funny. 
I mean, what a, I mean, like Auburn fans did not. That was, the, that's the block, block that I was talking about. Austin Wiley. What a player, man. A healthy Austin Wiley is a force yeah. to be reckoned with. And like New Mexico State, which uh, if you're listening to this, that's Auburn's matchup on yep. Thursday at 3.30 Central Time. 12 seed to our 5 seed, in the, case you hadn't heard. Which the 12-5 matchup is a, it's a dangerous one. Yes. Not as dangerous S- as the 6. 75% but, of NCAA tournaments, a 12 has beaten a 5. Yeah. Over 75%. But Mississippi State's also a 5. Yeah. I have them winning there, but I could see them getting beat too. Yeah, and that was a hard pick for me. Um, I have Auburn winning it all. So do I, Chief. Well, I can't pick against this team. It's really hard to. They just won four games in four days. Yeah, and I the way I have everything else working out, we don't really we don't end up playing Duke because I have Duke going out before the final. I do too. I have Duke losing to Michigan Gonzaga. State is who I have been losing. To. I got Auburn versus Gonzaga in the finals. Huh, maybe you might have because I like I, Ru- I think Rui Hachamaria. I think I, there's no way I type around his name. He's the he's the be all do all for Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the fourth pick in the NBA draft, mm. fourth or fifth. But he's he's a baller. So so uh, I guess we could talk about why we think Auburn can be a good tournament team. I mean, other than their performance in this tournament, yeah, um, it, our depth is the number one. There are, now there used to be back in the day, people would say, "Go with guards." Yeah, that was the thing. Go with guards. If you're if you've got a senior point guard, if you've got a yeah. point guard who can play, go with them, and that's going to usually get it done. If that's your strategy, Auburn. I mean, yeah, Bryce Brown, Jared Harper. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get much better one two. I think Dickie V on this broadcast may call them the best backcourt in the country. And if you go to the bench and you go okay, and then Javon and Samir, yeah, I'll take those four against a lot of fours. Yes. I don't know if anybody's got a two deep at guard better right, than us. Right. I mean, I don't even know if Kentucky has a two deep at guard better than us. Right. So I, Kentucky's in the tournament's probably only going to have a six, seven man rotation at most. Right. Most people, most people this time of the year, even not in the tournament, like even the conference tournaments would have whittled theirs down to about seven yeah. or eight. Tennessee was only playing about six guys. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens around spring break or maybe a little bit before spring break. You start doing that. Um, in the that, NBA, that's that's usually the All Star break. You start seeing yeah. guys go, all right, look, we got to start getting down to our real people. Well, and also by that time of the year, you expect everybody to be in the best shape that they possibly can be. You, so they, they can, play they themselves can... into game shape. So it's not like they're going to be exhausted, right? Um, but that that's really uh, as deep as we go on our bench at every position. Yeah, um, that's going to it's going to help us it's going to help us beat some of these teams that are playing six and seven guys um i mean new mexico state plays 12 guys or whatever yeah yeah they're that, very similar to they're like a poor man's auburn in a lot of ways they play a lot of guys they shoot a ton of threes they're slow though but they but they shoot a lot of threes but they're adjusted pace yeah it's like crazy they're low really slow they're like the, one of the slowest teams in the country so they're going to try to get Auburn to run nothing but half court, they, which means I haven't watched one lick of their games. Me, me either. But I would imagine that that means that they're kind of an old school motion flex bone off. Not flex bone. Motion flex offense. Yeah. Which, if you've ever watched that, that's Malik Dunbar cool. block. Oh. If you've ever watched any international basketball, 
Chief, there's a country that gives the USA fits every time the USA plays them, and it's Lithuania. Oh, yeah. Lithuania doesn't have a lot of guys. There may be one guy on the team who plays in the NBA. But Lithuania, the U.S. will win just because eventually, you know, you got 12 guys, 12 pros is going right. to win. But Lithuania gives the U.S. fits every time because Lithuania runs this very old-school, precise, flex-cut yep. offense. And, it, and they all know how to run and it. And they all know how to run it. And they run it in their sleep. And Dunbar and one. That's a great play. I love Malik Dunbar. So if, if Auburn runs into one of those teams, you can hide a lot of talent dif- like differences, and you can hide a lot of di- like, uh, discrepancies in what you're able to do if your team is disciplined in its offensive sets. Auburn does not want to get into a half-court game. No, absolutely not. We want to keep it running, keep it moving. One of the reasons why Auburn, pre- one of the reasons why Auburn will press New Mexico State and pressed Tennessee and pressed everybody to make them go faster. It makes them go faster. It also makes them not run their half court set because already you're running your you're running your press break, which means guys are going to get excited. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to take early shots in the clock. They're going to try to throw past. They probably have no business throwing, and Auburn turns you over. Yep. Auburn has the most turnovers of any Power Five team. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened in this game. Uh, we just. Ran them to death with our with our press, with our defense. The the first half we were not great offensively, as you can obviously see. We scored fifteen points in the first ten minutes, right? Um, but we were great defensively. We 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 played a great defensive game. Tennessee looked awful both halves. They looked bad. Um, they started hitting some threes towards the end of the game, but they still didn't look good. They were just yeah. firing up whatever they could get up. If you told me that Malik Dunbar averaged six and a half points a game this year, I would have told you he would have been a one seed. Yeah. Just because, like, that guy had a great year for Auburn. There's a lot of ways people think this year was disappointing. In no way do I find this year disappointment. I didn't find it a disappointment after the Ole Miss loss just because of how good the conference was. I was like, look, eventually... If if you play the best ten teams in America and you go six and four, that's a great that's right. a great year. Right. But if and so Auburn played the best SEC probably it's been in ten years. Yeah, at least I and, would say. And won twenty five stinking games. We got seven teams in the tournament this year, I think. That's half yeah. the league. Twenty six games. Auburn won twenty six games this season. Yep. That is so much And at worst, we're gonna only have two more losses than we did last year. Yeah. At worst. At worst. We At could, best. We only have one more. Right. At best, we only have one more loss, and we have a lot more wins. Yeah. At, like, I, I cannot sit here and tell you that this year this, is any way worse than last year. In fact, I, I would say this, this, this is a better year than last year. It's a better year. We're better in almost every single advanced stat than last oh, season. Yeah. Mainly because this is a more... And I, this is We're, crazy to say this because I, I still think this team is better with Mustafa Mahirin than oh, it yeah, is without him right now. Javon. That should have been an AM one. But, but, I, oh, yeah. I, I, when, when that went in, yeah. I said the exact same thing. And then I said, I think we're going to win this. Yeah. Because, because I was like, that went in? I was like, okay. This team, without, even without Mustafa Heron, even without uh, Deshaun Murray, even with the banged up Austin Wiley mm. and a 65% Daniel Purifoy. Who is maybe 100% Daniel Purifoy. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting back into his, he's getting his sea legs. 
I think I think this team is a more complete and balanced basketball team. Yes. Like last year, you could all people think this year we kind of shot too many threes, or maybe we're too early, early in the clock. Last year, we if we didn't make our shots, our three pointers, we were going to lose the game, and we had nothing else but that. This year, we found ways to win games when our threes weren't falling. Yeah, we found ways to win games when we could not defend. We won a game uh, against Florida, I believe. Yeah, we won a game against the number one seed. We won in a game, NIT, Alabama. So we, we won a game. <laughs> That's right, the number number one seed. We won a game against Florida in which uh, I think Jared scored nearly all of his points off layups. Yeah, <laughs> like, Man, and he hadn't done that. He hadn't done that all year. Yeah, that, that was a part of a big part of his game last year. But he hadn't really done that all, all year this year. But we exploited a weakness we saw in Florida, whereas they didn't have anybody that could right. keep Jared in front of them. And I don't imagine New Mexico State having anybody. I read today on ESPN. ESPN had an article about what you need to know about every single team in the tournament. And the Auburn segment was like, Jared Harper might be the fastest guard in America. Was that Florida or was that South Carolina? It was one of those games. I can't. It said Jared Harper might be the fastest guard in America. Yeah. If teams cannot keep him in front of them, it will be a long night. Yeah. That's absolutely true. If you, it's like, it's kind of like playing Gus's Auburn football teams. If you cannot stop the run, that's it's church. A long, long night. Because he will just do that every time. He, Gus is not going to try to do something he doesn't need to do. Right. And Bruce is the same way. If they, if they can't keep Jared in front of him, well, guess what? We're not shooting threes. Jared's going to go to the lane. Yep. Because he has the ball. He doesn't turn it over. Auburn had, I think, zero turnovers in the first half. It, that sounds right. I mean, Auburn had, Auburn had uh, I think Jared had one turnover in the tournament or something crazy <laughs> like that. It's incredible. The, that might not be right, but I think it was a sub ten number this, in four the, games. This team, for your point guard who holds the ball every time. Like, I don't know how you could look at this team and say they're not better than last year. I really don't. I think this team beats last year's team by ten points. If this team hits hits their shots, I don't. I don't know that there's anybody that can beat them because last because Chumo Kiki in 2019 is a. Might be a better player oh, than anybody on that team last year. March 2019, Chumo Kiki is probably better than anybody on. Yeah, sure. It's probably um, better than anybody Auburn's had on its team since Marquise Daniel. Pro- probably. And even then, like Keith wasn't drafted. No. Like that's if 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 Chumo Kiki is if Adam Silver comes out in June and says with the whatever pick the. Dallas Mavericks select Chuma Okiki. Just, just for just for example, just Dallas for Mavericks. Example. Why not? What that represents is something that Marquise Daniels, who was a great player at Auburn, did not get. Yep. There are only 60 people on the planet who will be drafted in the NBA mm-hmm. this year. There are two rounds of the NBA draft. 60 people on Earth. About 30 of those will you'll never see again. About 30 you'll never see again. About 15 of them, of those 60, do not play college basketball. Yeah. They're playing in Europe somewhere right. or in a minor league. So if it, if it were to happen that you were to see a guy from Auburn be one of the 60 best, and there might be two get drafted because a lot of mocks have Austin going. Yeah. If that's the case and you get two guys out of the 60 come from this Basketball school, new basketball school in East Alabama. Guys, that is a 
Bruce Pearl build him a dadgum statue. Yeah. The Bruce Pearl statue you know, you should know be much, going up right now you know in the lobby. You know how much fun I, I made of Alabama for building the Nick Saban statue uh, after one national championship? I made so much fun of him. Yeah, I'd build it to Bruce right now. We oh, haven't yeah. even won one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Bruce Pearl statue should be Bruce Pearl ripping his jacket off <laughs> after a foul call he didn't agree with and just screaming. Or Bruce Pearl... Just smiling with his net, with holding a net in his hand yeah. at the top of a ladder. That should be a statue. Oh, people were real mad about that. They thought it should be a travel. No, it's not a travel. It's not a travel unless you roll you or you roll. scoot across the ground. Right. Because your your butt is a pivot foot, according to referees. By the way, we took the lead uh, a few minutes ago, and we never, it, that was it. Once the game. lead was taken, Chief, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, the lead was taken. Tennessee already had five turnovers to Auburn's yeah. zero. Yeah. Florida turned the ball over 19 times against Auburn. Florida, a team that does not turn the ball over much, Auburn turned them over 19 times. That's, that's, their, that's our game. Turn them over, shoot some threes. That's great. That's a, that is a winning, bas- winning <laughs> basketball. Yes. That, the, the other thing that I was going to say that makes us a great tournament team is our ability to shoot the three. You guys, write this down, because I'm going to give you some basketball knowledge. This is my... Son of Crow, I'm sitting here holding my, holding my Son of Crow juice, and I'm going to tell you what. Having a banquet. It is. It's a banquet celebration tonight. What a turnover represents is them losing offensive possession. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. You get zero points if you lose your offensive possession, right, G? Mm-hmm. You cannot lose if they do not score. <laughs> that right. is my basketball knowledge that I'm dropping for you guys. <laughs> You will not lose if they do not score. So yeah. it doesn't matter how many points you score. You just got to score one. Because like, if they score zero, you win. That's almost as uh, solid gold as three is greater than two. Three is greater than two. <laughs> and <laughs> that was the almost uh, five-point five play. play. Not only is three greater than two, what Auburn proved in this tournament is the old adage of you have to establish the inside and work outside. That has been basketball forever. Mm-hmm. And look at this Tennessee team. That is what they are built to do. Yep. S- establish the inside presence and work outside. Auburn and, and South Carolina. Establish mm-hmm. the inside, work outside. Florida is a little bit more of a run-and-gun team. But Auburn turned all of that on its head and said, no, what we're going to do instead is just jack up threes because we know we're going to make more of them than we're going to miss. And... We know we're going to turn you over so many times. It doesn't matter if we miss shots. We're going to get the ball right on back because you can't keep the ball across half court. I really love this team. This may be my, so it may be my favorite Auburn sports team of all time. It's, I really think it's mine, too. I mean, I love the 2017 Auburn football team a lot, probably more than I should have. Mm-hmm. And I loved 2007 Auburn football, which is kind of a random team to like. So I really like that team. Well, that was my my last football season, so I really love that team a lot. Yeah, and I love the twenty the twenty uh, 2008 basketball team with Corvatney Barber and those guys went yeah. to NIT. Love that team too. But this 12-0 run that Auburn went on at the end of the first half with just passion and enthusiasm, and what Bill Walton would call unbridled optimism in pursuit of the joy. Yeah. That is exactly what I love about this team. Well, it's, I was thinking about this a lot lately, um, and, and specifically today, about why I love this team so much. And, and there's, there's something about basketball 
it, it, it's a more intimate viewing experience. They're not wearing that. helmets. They're not wearing pads. There's not 22 of them starting every game. You yeah. know, uh, there, it's five to ten guys. Yep. And if if I'm being honest, we all tend to like the bench guys too that get to come in at the end. So there's 15 yeah. guys. And there's a ton of guys who are like. Who are your um, fan favorites? Like right. a Malik Dunbar. No rating system would have Malik Dunbar in the top 15 players in the SEC. Right. But you ask an Auburn fan about Malik Dunbar, and but they he, love that dude. He is, I, I mentioned this off the air, he has quickly possibly become my favorite Auburn player ever. Yeah. Because of, because of his energy, because of how hard he plays. But that's the thing about this team is they all play hard. And that's Bruce Pearl basketball is what that is. There's not one guy that you're like, if he could just reach his potential. Yeah. No. They're all doing it. Um, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Rick, Rick Barnes' face. Oh, uh, man. Dagger Bryce three Brown. right in front of him. Oh, the trifecta. So let me read a little article to you, Chief. I love these guys, though. This is a, a crazy thing. So I got him, Kevin Pelton, who I really respect, who writes for ESPN. Plus, so if you don't have ESPN Plus, don't worry. I'm reading this whole article basically. Um, that he took the ESPN rankings of the top 100 players mm-hmm. uh, for the NBA draft who were in college basketball. So doesn't throw out all the European guys. And he, what he did was he added a consensus wins above replacement projection that improves predictive powers. So basically, it's like he takes the hundred, he adds this this warp, so. Wins above the replacement player. Um, it's like your war in baseball. Your war in baseball, exactly. And then figures out, factors in regression of the mean for outlier performances, figures out their rookie first five years or whatever. So he basically uses a statistical model to try to predict who the best players are sure. in this college uh, class for the NBA, who will be the best players in the NBA. And I would assume every single NBA team has... Well, you got a guy on team, not just a staff guy, doing this. Yeah. like a whole staff of people yeah. that do this exact thing. The Mavericks hired a former professional gambler to do this for them. That's probably a smart move. So, um, anyway, that also sounds like exactly like something Mark Cuban. Of course, <laughs> Mark Cuban, the goat, owner of the NBA. <laughs> so Zion Williamson, number one. Oh, well, shock! Shock! He has a five point four WAR. I mean, he's a, a, a freak of nature. That guy. Zion will be the highest-rated player in this year's draft and one of the best pro prospects in recent memory. Now, a lot of people think this is a three, four-player draft mm-hmm. at the top, which means a lot of NBA teams are not going to be making a lot of trades up after the top four. Whatever. Take that as you may. What that also means is that if you're a good player, come out in this draft because mm-hmm. it's a top-heavy draft. Somebody's going to take you. Somebody's going to take you because you've got to get picked. Yeah. All right, so you have John Morant, number two, Cam Rash, number three, RJ Barrett, number four, Bull Bull number five. Now, Bull Bull is a little surprising because he hasn't played. He hasn't played a ton. Plays for Oregon. Also, Auburn has played against the top four, correct? Yeah. And is, <laughs> and is one and one against the top yeah. four. Because three of those cats are on yeah, the same yeah. team. Yeah. Then you've got, How does that happen? Yeah. Then you've got Iowa State's point guard, uh, who Auburn might end up yeah, facing possible. Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. So it's a guy who's a, old magnet. a war profiteer. Anyway, <laughs> moving on down. You have number 12, Chuma Okiki. Number 12. So he's 33rd in the top 100. So he's, he's not projected as a top-round guy by the ESPN guys. 
NBADraft.com.net has him at the bottom now, as of today, the bottom to the of the first round, which is the Bucks. They have the best record in the league currently. But if they were to not win, whoever wins the championship gets that pick. So it could be the, yeah. the Warriors sure. taking Chuma at the 32nd pick. He could, he could make some money with the Warriors. Of course, they don't really need him. Where do you play him, man? <laughs> I mean, uh, he's not going to start with the Warriors. He could uh, replace Andre. Is Iguodala still there? Iguodala, he's still there. Yeah. I lo- I, he's I, 100 Iguod- years old. But I yeah. like Iguodala. He's one of my uh, favorite NBA players. Where do you, where do you go to college? I don't know the answer to this. I'm just, this is my this is my trivia question. Uh, when in doubt, say Florida. Yeah, those Florida does have a lot of random dudes. I, I actually used to know this. Andre I, and Iguodala. I used to. I knew this like like 18 months. I don't know. Andre Iguodala. Ten months ago. Arizona. Oh, he's well, a Arizona my, Wildcat. Of course, that's why I used to know it. Yeah, your Pac-12 team. Yeah. Speaking of Pac-12, what a horrible conference that is Man, this year. That is uh, embarrassing. How many did they get in? Uh, one. No, Washington? two. Two. Washington and Oregon. Oregon probably actually has a chance to go deep. They're playing pretty Oregon, good basketball now. Oregon won their... Oregon destroyed Washington. Yeah. In the, uh, their 12 seed, I want to say. Oregon is? But they got Bull Bull. Or is 11 he, seed, But is Bull Bull going to play? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. He's seven foot three or something like that. Well, his, his father was a large... His father, man. Manute Bull. I used to love Manute Bull when I was a kid. He is, was the weirdest looking... He looked like a praying mantis. Yeah, because his legs... Playing basketball. He was so skinny. His legs were so long. Yeah. Even if he wore long shorts, they would just look short on him because of his... Yeah. He's pretty good, though. Pretty good. All right, pretty so here's good. the thing, Chief. Yeah. Who had a better tournament in your eyes? Samir Doughty. You have to pick Samir Doughty, uh, Malik Dunbar, or Javon McCormick. Four ga- so a better four-game tournament. Because I'd be hard-pressed by anybody had a better tournament than Samir Doughty. I was going to say yeah. Samir. Because Samir, uh, he... Is uh, sneakily one of our best defenders on the team, um, and he played good defense. See, there's been times this year where he wasn't playing great defense, and that's sort of why he got dropped to the bench. He got sick, and then uh, just never really came back yeah. into as a starter yeah. after that. But he played great this tournament. He hit key shots <laughs> in almost every game. Yeah, um, and his defense is super. People don't that defense is just. Samir's defense, one of the reasons why Auburn turns people over so much is because of Samir Dowdy. Yeah. He is such a quality defender. Chuma Okiki, in this little article that I found, um, he is in the top 25% of all NBA-bound forwards in both steals and block rate. Yeah. He, he is a defensive. Like, people look at him as a, a great offensive player. true inside-out guy. He, he, can, he, can, he can defend guys on the block. He can defend guys in, on the perimeter. He can play offense on the perimeter. He can play offense inside. He's listed by ESPN as a power forward. I mean... And that's wild to me. I guess that's what he is. He's 6'9", right? Uh, yeah. 6'9". Um, he's a big dude. He, I think he's 6'8". Right? Well, like I mean, that's still... It doesn't matter. But yeah, the last SC title for Auburn was 85 with Sonny Smith. Don't let him foul. Now, so here's a, here's a fun fact. Um... We won four games in four days to win that one. The first, we were the first ever to do that. First ever to do that. Do you know the next? Uh, there's only been three other teams to do it. It was us, Georgia, with uh, I don't think Isaiah it was Georgia, was it? I thought it was UConn. Well, I thought, didn't Georgia do that year where they just got hot? And you're like, they were I don't know, the maybe. unexpected. I thought it was they only, were not going to get into the tournament, and they won the bid from winning the tournament, the SC tournament. Maybe. I thought it was 
Okay, maybe that's the case. But it may it was the it was the year of the earth of the tornado in in Atlanta. Oh yeah, and it's been forever ago now. But I know that UConn did it uh, when they won the title. With Kimba. Yeah, and they uh, they won four games in four days to win the uh, Big, Big East. East, and then won the entire shebang. But they weren't even a number one overall seed, I no. right? They were just like a, I think they were like a five seed. Yes, and they won the whole thing. I think they were the, maybe the first five to win it all. But they had Kimball Walker on their team, man. Right. We've got Jamoki. Yeah. <laughs> we would need... I think what's funny is that Jared Harper put some like Kimba season on his uh, Instagram. Hmm. Because he, I mean, it, he is the closest thing we've yeah, got to a Kimball Walker-style player. That's true. So, I, I mean, I, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Jared. I'm actually surprised Jared wasn't the MVP of this tournament. You know, I, mean, I am too. I was asking you to talk about that. I'm glad you but, that. We, don't, we don't have show notes. If you're, we're just kind of watching the I, game. I, I think what I mentioned earlier in that Bryce was just consistent every game. Yeah. Uh, I think he probably averaged 17 points, 18 points, something like that. Well, and he had, he had 19 in the championship. He was the leading right. scorer of the championship game. Right. And Jared sat on the bench half the game. No, in the championship you can't game. give him. It's kind of like Jared and Maui, where he still scored uh, seven points. Like no. was Jared, the only player on all. But Jared on the all Maui team. I can't remember. That might be right. That's, I don't know. That's like eight years eight ago. Eight years now. ago. <laughs> but like I remember, Jared had the game against Xavier that made everyone go, "Holy cow!" Jared Harper is outrageous, and then kind of was pretty quiet mm-hmm. uh, in a couple of games. Like he was, he was pretty quiet. He was good against Duke, but yeah, what's great about this team? We've talked about it before. The depth that this team plays with now, yeah, because against against uh, even Ole Miss or early in the conference year, I don't trust Javon McCormick to play no. ten minutes of basketball in the first half. No, he played seventeen and a half minutes in the first half of the first half game, and we did not miss a beat. And he and and. He played so well, and he is also so fast. He's such a speedy point guard, and he's, also doesn't doesn't make a ton of bad decisions with the ball. What he did for us in this tournament is probably what makes this team a better team than last year. Because if we lose Jared Harper last year, oh gosh, I mean, it, I I think losing Anthony. There were several guys on that team that if we lost him, it was but over. losing Anthony last year was a big deal. You're right, and we didn't look the same because we didn't have. I mean, had we, had, we lost, we only had. Horse. Had it been Jared, God forbid, who got hurt against South Carolina? I mean, that that team doesn't doesn't win the first game of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, probably not. That uh, I mean, I don't see how we do. So because which was the day before my daughter was born. By the way, it was oh. the day that Auburn won its first game in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, this uh, which uh, is today. Uh, which was today her birthday. Uh, Baby Crow was born on the 15th, a couple days ago, Friday. Oh, okay. Right. Friday, my anniversary is tomorrow. Wedding anniversary is tomorrow. Speaking of, as you hear this. Not the same year. Yeah. Third, third wedding anniversary. <laughs> what a wild weekend that would be. Have Baby Turn on get married. So, uh, I guess we should, probably should have mentioned this at the top. Uh, as you're listening, this yesterday was Ryan Starrett's birthday. Yes, and Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Happy birthday, birthday Ryan Starrett and Bruce Pearl. Um, my, yeah. Who's the most famous person you share a birthday with? Do you know? Uh, Chewbacca. Really? Yeah, me and Pe- Peter Mayhew share. That's birthday. cool. Mine's Frank Sinatra. I th- there's somebody else. My wife. I always just remember. My wife was born on the same day as LeBron and Tiger Woods. Man. It's pretty good. 
She, what's her uh, December, game December of choice? She must be a gifted athlete. Yeah, exactly. She's an she's an elite athlete. Field hockey was her game oh, of choice. There we go. Um, the guy in this tournament, and we we mentioned him briefly earlier, that really stepped it up though was Dan Joe Purifoy. Yeah, he's playing like Dan Joe Purifoy of old, pre-injury Dan Joe Purifoy. I love it. And, and that is very exciting for next year, because if we miss, uh, if if we lose Chuma, which we, you and I both think that there's no chance that we don't lose him. If Chumbo Kiki comes back, I, it will be a bigger shock than Derek Brown coming back by a factor of ten. Yeah, to me. Yeah, I don't understand a world in which he comes back because unlike the NFL, he can't improve his draft stock. Right. Unless He's, he comes back and wins National Player of the Year, and even then he might not. Because the NBA values youth over almost any almost yeah. any skill. Yeah. Because it's just years you have left in the league. So, like, look at Jalen Brunson. Oh, he's just going to drain this. Okay. Awesome. Wow, just making a three. Now, I'm making a, a free throw now with 11 22 left in the second. Um, we fast forward a little bit well, for time's sake because this is already four or three minutes into the pod. I think we know how this ends. Look, I think. The NBA puts such a high value. Look at Jalen Brunson from last year. He was the player of the year for Villanova. Mm-hmm. Won the national championship with Villanova. Great player. Was, I believe, the tournament player of the year. That sounds right. He was barely drafted. Mavericks got him in the second round, and a lot of people thought he was going to slip. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, he ended up being this huge breakthrough for the Mavs as a, as a backup point guard. But, like, there are guys like Grant Williams who might not get drafted in, in the first round who is going to hope to be in the second round. Grant Williams, who was a two-time SEC Player of the Year yeah. candidate. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing with the NBA is, is there's 30 teams and 10 slots on 30 teams. They don't have time for you to develop. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's – and there are – more basketball players yeah. in this country than there are football players. They don't have time for you to develop, but they don't. They also don't have time for you to be old. They will find somebody who can do your job who is younger than you are. Yeah. And yeah. because rookie contracts are so cheap, quote unquote, they can get you in on a rookie deal. And if you are a Chuma Okiki, by the time you are just an all-star, well, they've still got you in a rookie deal for, mm-hmm. for three years. So. Mm-hmm. Whereas Grant Williams, they're thinking, hey, most guys peak at 27. You're one year closer to 27. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's obvious that Chuma's only going to get better. He's going to get better. And that's, He's 20 years old. His, his game has completely just gone up tenfold since last year. Uh, I mean, he's older than Luka Doncic. But that's insane. <laughs> so are a lot of guys. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, so if, if Chuma does leave, which, like I said, we expect him to, uh, D'Angelo... The only question mark is Austin. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 that's kind of up in the air. You don't know... Did you see the quote, Chuma's quote, about the depth? No. He said basically, like, the reason our team is so good oh, is because, because I, yeah. D'Angelo is me, I am D'Angelo. Yeah. Malik is Bryce, Bryce is Malik, right. or whatever. Right. Barry Yoda. Yes, it was it was a good quote. I liked it. I um, am Tangel. Tangel is me. <laughs> he is in me, and I am in him. <laughs> I am the walrus. He and I, and I am me. But if this is if Tangel really has found himself again and and can play at this level and start and play at this level, uh, that was Anthony receiving his fourth foul on a bogus hook and uh, a, 
Okay. Look at Hulk is a good rule. I like that it's been implemented. It's, I think they did it right in this tournament, except that I don't think was correctly. That called. one was. So I think. I think it's a great. To, to me, college basketball has gotten too physical down low in a lot of well, ways. And, and, and that's going to be a great way to clean the game up. For me, that one too is a thing guys have known they could get away with, so they just do it. And, and now it, making it a flagrant one is a is an amazing, but it, you get cases like that where it was wasn't hook and hold. It's mm-hmm. just two guys that were kind of wrapped up on their arms with their arms up yeah. for that matter, and they called it a hook and hold. That oh well, can't dwell on the past. Um, oh, from I had a some. weird sneaker standpoint, yeah, I've been meaning to talk about this, but I haven't. Javon McCormick and Daniel Purifoy are both wearing um, uh, Mustafa Heron twenty eighteen Mustafa Heron edition. <laughs> Steph the Steph Curry three lows. Okay. Which were the shoes that Auburn was given on that trip to Italy. Oh. So that was the shoes Auburn was given that summer trip to Italy. Um, okay. So Javon was not on that team. No, so, but they must have stacks and stack right. boxes. So it's kind of an interesting shoe. It's the only orange shoe Auburn's got. So yeah. It's very, it's very easy to pick out when, Auburn, yeah. when a guy's wearing it. I am interested to see what, if, if and what Under Armour decides to do for the tournament. A lot of times they used to give us or give teams... Tournament edition tournament. shoes. Or jerseys. You remember a couple years ago when Adidas gave everybody those yeah. highlighter yellow or yeah. highlighter red jerseys? I'm interested to see what happens on that. Usually, though, they do it before the conference chan- tournament. But Right. Um, you never know. There was one game this year. I forgotten that the tournament was coming up. There's one game this year where Malik was wearing those the first half and came yeah. back out in some white ones. Oh, I think, I think Jared has changed shoes twice in this tournament. Jared, I think, changes shoes at halftime of a lot of games. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be surprised if guys were willing to switch to a whole new shoe at this point in the season. I mean, if there's Javon, this was Javon's, I think, first tournament wearing those shoes, which is, I would love to hear he's more about that. Wore some, wore them at least once before, but again. Horace Spencer with the big hook shot. Horace, Horace. Six points. He went two for three at this I point mean, in the game. Just, he's. He's doing exactly what we need Horace to do. Again, if you can get six points out of Horace Spencer every game, that's that's winning basketball. Dan, this man, this is a dagger, dude. Jerry that, Harper finds Daniel Pure. That was the point. And like I know it's 2016. I know it's obvious to say this. We went up 22 points, but that was when I literally knew we were going to win. And I, I, I mean, it took another th- another six minutes before Rod gave it the official <laughs> night night. It's when I learned to stop worrying and uh, love the three. Love the three. I. Uh, I just I was laughing from about eight minutes on. I I just kept giggling the entire time. Yeah. I was I, I was just giddy. Oh, anytime so I fun. see the lineup of because earlier earlier in this game I believe it was it was Austin Wiley Chuma or Austin Wiley Dangel Samir Bryce um, and and Jared. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. the lineup that I thought we would have all year. <laughs> yeah, and we're like just now getting it. This late in March, Dude, just th- now running that lineup. This game, the championship game of this tournament, had some of the weirdest lineups we've played. Well, right now on the court, look at this lineup. You got you had Samir and Javon and Jared. Yeah. So your your <laughs> average height is like six foot one out of those three guys, and then you had Horace and Dangel. So like you have three. Now you have Bryce came on in for for Jared. So you still you're still, you're you still Bryce, back Samir, court. Javon and. <laughs> That is a bizarre lineup. It's so weird. And I, I don't I'll have the lineup sheet in front of me. I know just uh, Ferguson's done an amazing job. Oh, that thing is great. That. 
if you can deduce it, you know, it takes a couple of years of uniform study and, <laughs> and learning. But, but if you can deduce it, it is super helpful. You can see exactly what lineups Auburn is just really heating up on when they, when they put in. A clear and obvious foul. But <laughs> we're not eight minutes, 38 seconds left <laughs> in this game. But I feel like in this tournament, Bruce was tinkering. Yeah. And I want to know if you think he was tinkering because, um, because he knows he might have to do that in the, in the next tournament, or he, if he was keeping guys fresh. This whole thing was to get us ready for the, the actual tournament, I yeah. think. You might be right. Um, because, because of how poorly we performed last year in the tournament, I think Bruce really focused on having us ready for the, the, the real tournament. And that just ended up with us winning this tournament. Right. So, uh, I know we've been all over the place this episode, but... Uh, oh, I love it. I've got some stats on uh, New Mexico State, if we want to yeah, talk about Yeah, go for it. it. These were provided to me by um, Alan McNew, uh, former, <laughs> former teammate of Nate Watson and I that we talked about. And a... Uh, a uh, fraternity brother of mine. Yes. Um, and uh, one Kevin Ives as well. And your brother. for that. My brother, yeah. Uh, so, Alan uh, was uh, hard at work at work this morning, I assume, and uh, sent me these uh, stats. Uh, looking at New Mexico State, uh, Terrell Brown is a guard. He's their best player. He has 11 points per game. Uh, he's a 43% three-point shooter. So, that's pretty good. Uh, from you know that's decent. Eleven points per game is not anything to shout shout about. But yeah. the forty three percent from three is pretty good. What that tells me is he probably doesn't take that many threes. Yeah. Uh, Unless he's just transcendent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's but if he's taking a lot, he's scoring more than three eleven points a game. Yeah. So uh, no true big man. They don't they don't really have a lot of lot of big bodies. Uh, their best rebounder is one inch shorter than Chumo Kiki. Wow. Um, which Chumo Kiki? I want to start a brewery in town named Chumo Drink Me. This is the greatest discussion of all today. Yeah. My only contribution was the Chris Porter. We had a Chris Porter, the Bryce Brown Ale, the Boston Wiley Lager, the classic Malik Triple, Jared Hopser, <laughs> Lions, the Brews Pearl. The problem is Pearl's already a beer. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your your. No, no, that's your fine. Stats. No, it's uh, this. Please. <laughs> uh, they have a one. They have a guy that's six nine that gets about eleven minutes a game. I think that's their biggest guy. I think that's why he's mentioning him. Uh, but sometimes he only gets three minutes a game. So three minutes a game. That's uh. That's not a. Austin Wiley got more than that in this. I tournament. think. I think I read that these these guys rotate fourteen guys. They play about fourteen dudes every game. That is incredible. It, was like, it sounds like a JV team. But it sounds, like, uh, it sounds like something you do when you don't have a great team. Usually those teams shoot a lot of threes, though. Yeah, or run. If run, you're really that run, and also and slow. Run, shoot a lot of threes. You, they're probably all guards. Yeah. Uh, but this is not that way. No, they are very slow, as we discussed earlier. So they're not even tired. These guys might not even be in shape. I don't know what, I don't know what the rotation's about. Uh, Let's see. Uh, that stat wasn't from Allen. That was a different. The the how many players they rotated in. I I just read that on Twitter yesterday. Might not even be true. It is. It is the internet. Might not even be true. <laughs> the uh, six players uh, average seven points per game or better. That's pretty good. You know. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, 
But AU has five players that do that, but our two bigger scorers just completely blow yeah. away that uh, Terrell Brown or Terrell. I don't know how he prefers his name to be pronounced. Terrell uh, this city in Texas. That's where Jamie Foxx is from. Oh, There's wow. your trivia question for the day. Our Texas trivia for the day. Uh, let's see. Uh, the team averages 78 points per game, which is a lot. That is a lot. For a slow team, it's a lot of points. A slow team that doesn't. Doesn't shoot a lot of threes, right? Is that what we they no, do? They, shoot they, do. they yeah. just don't shoot them well. They do them. They don't do them quickly. <laughs> uh, they average twelve turnovers a game, which is <laughs> not good. Uh, what league is this team in? Uh, aren't they in the the, the WAC? WAC? The WAC. That's where Gonzaga was in, right? Yeah, right. No, mm, I don't. Remember. I don't know. No. I don't know the Western. Athletics. I don't. There's so many conferences in basketball. It's it's hard to keep up. Uh, they on, the only ranked team that they played was Kansas. That's the only team of note they played. Oh, really? Uh, and they lost by three, which is pretty good. And Kansas didn't have their starting center. But Kansas didn't have, yeah. But I, they don't have him now, do they? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, I, fun story. Uh, we had a little victory burger at Whataburger on the way back. Uh, and what a burger. Indeed. I had the, uh, the smoky bacon cheeseburger. That's a good one. It's a choice. No onions. Um, what, did, what did your compatriot have? I can't remember. Because when I because I was a kid, Whataburger commercials were always about a. You'd walk. The commercial would have the guy walk in, mm-hmm. and he would order. I'll take the number one the cheese, and the guy behind him would order. Like what I what I order at Whataburger, which is number one, with cheese, with jalapeno, grilled jalapenos oh, and grilled man. onions, because they will grill the onions. I know they will grill jalapenos. Oh yes, yeah. no no charge. And huh. and then you see the guy who orders the regular number one look over, and the, <laughs> and the narrator goes, "Buddy, you just got out Whataburger, <laughs> and you just got out Whataburger. It's one of the greatest. It sticks with me forever because like you don't want to awesome. get out Whataburger. No, you, you really Buddy, don't. You just got out Whataburger. <laughs> what uh, a burger! But we stopped in there, and I was getting my uh, uh, soda. I, I get a diet Dr Pepper. I'm a big diet Dr Pepper fan. Uh, Tastes more like regular pepper than any other. The, the leading <laughs> yeah. diet soft drink. Right? Those other ones will taste like Dr. Pepper at all. <laughs> so, uh, so if you've ever gotten uh, diet Dr. Pepper in any form, but especially out of the fountain, it is very foamy. So uh-huh. it takes you forever to get it. So it looks like I'm just playing on my phone while I'm getting a drink. Really, I'm standing there trying to wait for the foam to go down. And there's a guy beside me. We kind of get in each other's way a couple of times. He starts joking around. He's like, yeah, get off your phone. Ha, ha, ha. You don't have a lot of head on your Dr. Pepper. No, you really don't. (laughs) Turns out, uh, this old man comes up to me, and he's like, well, how'd y'all like y'all seating? He was a Navy vet. He had his Navy hat on. Um, I'm guessing Korea. Yeah. Uh, The... um, Just asking me about that. said, good. He's like, oh, yeah, we're we're big Kansas guys. I was like, oh, really? Apparently, the, the son, who was the guy whose way I was in, He's a uh, he lives in Lawrence, so he's, oh wow, rock chalk. Yeah, um, so they they were they were pretty excited um, about playing the Auburn Tigers. They, oh, they assume yeah. that they're going to play us, so that's cool. Um, but we were also talking. He was asking me. He's like, "Do you guys have big uh, offensive linemen on your team?" I know we're not supposed to talk about football, but this is a funny story. So. I gave it up for Lent. Well, I, I would. You don't have to. You don't have to comment on it. Uh, <laughs> He's asking us if we have a a, a, a big guy. Uh, he's like, uh, Smith's his last name? I was like, oh, yeah, Braden? He's like, yeah, yeah. I work with his dad. I was like, oh. Because um, Braden is from from uh, Kansas. 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's in the NFL now. <laughs> yeah. He was like, has it already been four years? And I was like, oh, yeah. What is? What were those dudes doing at Whataburger in like, Birmingham, Alabama? His father lives in Birmingham, gotcha. apparently. So, um, well, that was cool. We had a little uh, little bonding moment over... Yeah, uh, over a little college uh, hoops. You know, because Auburn, Kansas, a couple basketball schools. You know, just basketball school bros yeah. talking about basketball. Yeah, who needs football at this point in the year? Basketball school season. Uh. It's so, funny because I had literally just been talking about how we deserve a four seed over. I believe both that games. this is about to be the ca- the time in the game where Jared Harper dribbles this poor kid. Oh yeah, where they're talking about how Jared has only scored from. Yeah. No, it's not this one. It, it's a little later. Golly, this ball movement. Auburn moved the ball in this game like they were the Dykem Spurs. It was so good, and this whole tournament they moved the ball like Popovich was sitting over there on the yeah, bench, telling yeah. him how to do it. It was so nice. The ball's just fizzing around. She's become a meme on Auburn Twitter. This, oh, really? This young lady. Yeah. Her her upset over this ah. this block ch- called here. I have to agree. It looked like it might have been a charge, but... Uh, yeah, it's a charge. <laughs> Look, I, I, that's a charge on Auburn. That should have been a charge on Malik. I, as an Auburn fan, I have to say that, but as a basketball fan, the block charge situation in college basketball is a travesty. The, no one knows what's going on. The referees don't know. There are too many things called a charge. They, they don't call blocks enough. More things should be called blocks, period. But that was not a block. Although I'm of the opinion they just decided uh, after the horrendous flagrant that uh, Schofield had yeah. on Dunbar that was not called a flagrant. Like, well, they were this out. Yeah, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just give Malik anything when Schofield's involved. So. I'm surprised they called anything at this point because it's 72-57. I mean, if I'm the going, let's just get out of yeah. here and hit downtown. Broadway's right outside. Find some bachelorette parties they're probably thinking. <laughs> Uh, skank wagon, as my friend calls the uh, those things. Have you seen those? Uh, yes, those pedal yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah. My friend's wife calls them those things. I should okay, clarify. Good. Otherwise, it's really sexy. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Guys, uh, Chief, let me ask you a serious question. Yeah. As we enter the one hour mark on this. Oh. On this I hope everyone's enjoying this this rant. I hope everybody's next. watching the watching the review and watch the replay and listen to us watch the replay. Yeah. Is the greatest? Is this the most important Auburn uh-huh. moment since two thousand and thirteen? I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, this day, this this day that was yesterday, St. Patrick's Day, may have been, I think it is in the top 10 days of my life, and I, I do not say that in, with any hyperbole involved at all. It was such a perfect day. The idea that you drove to Nashville from Auburn, found some tickets on the street, got to see this happen, yep. and made it home. Last night. Yeah. In time to kiss my wife and a child good night. That is such a great, a great thing. I'm insanely jealous of. It was, it was wonderful. I, I But again, like the fact that they won. They won. Like, you went up there to see them. They thinking, didn't just win it. Thinking, you know what? We might lose this, but at least I get to be in the I'm arena. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go. I'm going to support yeah. the guys. At least I'm here. This is the last conference game. We haven't played in part. the final in years. Years. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it was going to be great either way. While I was there, by the way, Everton beat Chelsea 2 0, yeah. which just upped the ante on the day. I was already having a great day at that point. Uh, and it just kept getting better and better and better. And Dortmund won. And Dortmund won. Saturday, that's right. But yeah. Yeah. The day before. Keeping them in that title race. I know everybody was ready for this. Everybody on this was and, a soccer talk. By the way, Tennessee had a real bad weekend because baseball yeah, also swept. Baseball. Um, <laughs> 
the uh, uh, the baseball game was great because I left town at six, about right at six p.m. Yeah. on on Saturday evening. So you had um, to listen to the game. I got to listen to the game. It lasted me almost all the way up there, and then um, it's about a four and a half hour drive. It was about, it was about three hours, so about an hour and a half of trying to find something else. To listen. One second, sorry, you. One thing about Jimmy Dykes, I loved Jimmy Dykes in this thing, but I don't know why during this game they put him in some weird cage. <laughs> I don't understand. It's kind of like the Booger McFarland mobile <sighs> that they put Booger in during the Monday football games. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> It was weird. Also, this press row is enormous. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> You're so far back. And this is the side they had the, uh, the trophy ceremony facing. Gotcha. Well. So the fans that were all like yeah. behind all of the press. Yeah. Um, so uh, the baseball game was great. I, I was fist pumping in my car. It, it, it was a thrilling game that night. Uh, and then on the way back, I got to listen to most of the game. Uh, on Saturday, that was the sweet game. The Sunday game. Sunday game, sorry. Uh, I almost went to that game. I, I, I didn't. I don't really know why. I, I really rolled, I rolled too much corner for the first time since 07. That's pretty awesome. I saw the yeah. pictures. It was great. Yeah, it was an amazing... Man, I, was don't, just, I wasn't there for the 2013 like, SC oh, Championship, oh, wow. Tumors Corner. And I wasn't there for the 2010 National Championship, Tumors Corner. But I cannot imagine it being more... It, re- it reminded me of the classic movie Hot Rod, in which... Which came out in 2008, by yeah. the way. I, so old now. Classic film, Hot Rod. I know, it is now a classic The movie. scene in Hot Rod in which they are marching to the One Last Jump, and there's a song, and everyone's singing, and the, village, the people in the town come out to sing this song with them. There's a, there's a, there's a Native American guy, and an Asian woman, and a black guy, and they're... Standing together and singing this song. That's what it felt like at Tumor's Corner. It felt like this, this seminal communal moment yeah. of we are all together and we did this thing. And, and for it to be a basketball thing that we did. Yeah. I've rolled Tumors after a basketball game. I've never seen it rolled like that after a basketball game. That was incredible. It is the e- best. Even after we, uh, the last game last year when we cut the nets down. It, the rolling of tumors was not like it was yesterday. And I think that's probably because winning an SEC regular season championship is much more of a foregone conclusion. Yeah. In a lot of, the, in a lot yeah. of ways. Because usually it's just a math problem. It's yeah. like, okay, well, we're one game away, or if we win and, and they lose. And this, you're on the edge of your seat for this four is days. four games in four <laughs> days. Plus, okay, so is it the most important? Yes. Is it the most uh, impressive? Maybe. I do. We like, other a, than beating the be, number one team in the country two times out of three weeks in we 2017 a, football. In some polls, the number two team? Yeah. Uh, by 20 points. And we beat them for the second time in two in weeks. two weeks. <laughs> Eight days. It isn't like they didn't have film on us. They're right. They played us. We beat them <laughs> twice this year. Tennessee lost three conference games this year, and two of them were to Auburn. Four, there was four conference games this year, including tournament, and two of them were to Auburn. So how much of this, <coughs> we're going to go percentages, how much is this our personnel, Bruce Pearl, and Rick Barnes? 
Oh, well, and you know how I think about Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes, I, classic underutilizer classic talent. Under-utilizer talent. I, don't think, I don't think Rick Barnes underutilized Schofield and, and Williams in this game. I actually don't think they played that poorly. I know, I know people think that they had a really bad game. They had a real bad first half, I thought. The, yeah. The, the second half, they... they I think we Schofield could have been that. better. I think Williams yes. had a pretty darn good game. And yeah, he's really he had 13, good 13 points, and he had a double-double. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't argue. Like, even if it's 10 points, 10 rebounds, and double-doubles, Yeah, I mean, good. Especially in college basketball, 40 Because that's games. 10 times the other team didn't get the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think Auburn, I think probably 50% of this was just Jimmy's and Joe's. Auburn's players just absolutely gutting a win out. Yeah. And just making dadgum shots. Yeah. And then I'm sure Bruce Pearl, I would say 25% of it was Bruce Pearl. I really think, like he said, against the Florida game, Auburn won this game. Tennessee did not lose this game. Right. Auburn came out and punched them in the mouth yeah. over and over and over and over again. And eventually their lip broke. And that's just what, I mean, that's just what happened in this game. Tennessee fouled with two minutes left, down 20. Frustration, too. Like, you can see the frustration just come back. building. Yeah. And the listen to Rod and Sonny call this game was amazing. Just the absolute joy in Sonny Smith's voice, knowing that he was the last coach to do this for, with Auburn. And nobody's happier than him. That, and that nobody's happy. And literally, Rod asked him, what does this feel like knowing you're the last coach to do this? And he goes, this feels just as good as if yeah. I had done it myself. Yeah. And that's, like, what an amazing guy. I, well, it, it's it, not like he's, he's unbiased. He, is the, he says we on the broadcast. Yeah. He is the most but, biased announcer on planet Earth. But th- that's an extension of, of how we feel as fans. Yeah. It, oh, man. It feels like we did this. We did it. Yeah, we just got to stop this. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, we just got to play defense here without fouling. Part of that's Bruce's fault because he he makes us feel like we all matter to this team too. So, <laughs> look, at Jared Harper diving on the floor yeah. for a loose ball up twenty points with a minute fifty nine left. Upset he didn't get to it too. The effort on this team at every position is just I said like, just amazing, man. I said I, this on Twitter. It's probably the worst podcast to listen to in the oh, world. It's the worst, but. Uh, I said this earlier on Twitter today. I wish I had my own very own personal Samir Daddy to tell me how good I'm doing. Yeah. Because he is, anytime anybody does anything, Samir is right in their ear telling them how good they're doing, keep it going, motivating them. I don't know what he's saying, but it works. Samir Daddy wins the Barnabas Award. Barnabas, (laughs) son of encouragement. That's a a little Samir. That's a little... Book of Acts humor for you <laughs> on a Tuesday. Uh, when you're listening to this, Auburn will have been will have flown over to oh, um, to Salt Lake City. If uh, if you're listening to this before seven fifteen tomorrow There's night, no way tomorrow morning. Oh, it's tomorrow morning. Yeah, tomorrow a.m. seventeen a.m. Ooh, I don't know if That's I'm gonna make first that. Tiger I'm not gonna make that. One. I can tell you, I think it's tomorrow a.m. Yeah, because um, well, they're that, flying out tomorrow. That makes sense. Because, yeah, they're going to get there and get acclimated to that altitude. Man, that's going to stink. That's the only thing that worries me. It's the only thing that worried Andy, Andy Kennedy. Yeah. Is the plane on the Tuesday and, the, and, and a little bit of the – well, actually, I don't think he was worried about the altitude. That but Auburn's in – they run so much. You would think that if anybody's in enough shape to do this – Oh, if we can make this other team run. Oh, man. I don't know what the – But what New Mexico State, they probably play at altitude. That's what I was thinking, too. Man. SEC champs. So, baseball – 
had an amazing sweep of yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, no, the baseball really turned around and had maybe the play of the year. Oh, throw from left field. Uh, Judd Ward. I mean, shades of Bo Jackson throwing guys out from center field. It, uh, which, by the way, the old guy from Kansas mentioned. Uh, well, of course, uh, big Royals fan. He he threw a strike. Judd Ward, but not quite the wall. It was darn close. That's all the highlights of that. He was out in way out in foul ter- territory though too, and just just threw a strike to home plate and threw a guy out. Incredible, and the that guy, comes after gymnastics finishes its year undefeated at home, at home against Air Force, which I was at that meet for a little mm-hmm. bit of until I take my one year old home. But I want to say this: uh, Air Force Academy. So you have a bunch of girls who are. Officers in the United States Air Force. But also gymnasts. And also elite gymnasts. If that is not an origin story for a superhero, <laughs> I don't know what is. Because at some point, like, why hasn't that already been written? They are elite gymnasts. They are and they're also officers in the military. Officers in the, in in the Air Force. U.S. Air Force. Yeah. This could be... Uh, Come on, Marvel. It writes itself. Let's just add this to Carol Danvers' backstory. Okay. Yeah. It's Marvel. So. Captain Marvel now. Um, yeah. That, I bet that was fun, though. I have not. I've yet to go to a gymnastics. Pretty good time. Arena. A lot of families. Similar to the soccer. Yeah, it's a big crowd. family. family yeah. thing. Um, softball also. Uh, I believe got the sweep. They got some over A and M over the fight in Texas. Ags. So uh, maybe we we're probably not supposed to talk about them as uh, our curse of. No, I'm not going to mention how good they are doing. I'm just saying that they did yeah. get a sweep. They had a yes. We're mentioning a uh, a tangible. A yeah. Result from this weekend. Not a prediction. I'm not <laughs> saying they're going to do it. They might lose every game from here on out. But they I'm going to go out on them, and uh, because I have watched almost all of our games or listened to them uh, in baseball, we're pretty darn good at baseball this year. Yeah, well, Drew McCracken has his rankings. He does his own personal statistical rankings and has fourth in America. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty good. I don't know. I don't know what uh, how the polls work in that sport. I don't know. Apparently, there's a couple. I don't know a lot about college baseball. Edward Julian is becoming my favorite Auburn baseball player. Do you know that he shaved his mustache? The poutine pummeler. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah, now. poutine pummeler. Uh, <laughs> he, had right a, he had a bad at bat uh, early in the game. I believe it was the Saturday game. Okay. Uh, his first at bat. And he went directly into the clubhouse, shaved off his mustache. Between games? Or during the game? During the game. Wow, wow, <laughs> and, wow. And then got on base every other at bat he had after That's that. incredible. <laughs> so uh, he's quickly becoming my, uh, my favorite Auburn. But he's probably our best player. He's the guy you wanted to play if you need some runs immediately with yeah. guys on base. Jesui Edward. That's what we should say. Although, we are all Edward. There it is. Jared Harper for three. And that's going to do it. And that's when Rod yells night, night. And at that <laughs> moment, you know that Rod has got himself a catchphrase. And he's going to just figure it out. I think he said it against Florida as I'm well. Sure he did. It's probably becoming his uh, hello, insert hometown. He's yeah. When a guy done it. You should start doing that again, though. That was Jim Fife's best. Uh, Hello, Abbeville. That Hello, Abbeville. Chris Porter was really the one that made that famous, but he did it for everybody. They're uh, not going to keep him out of the tournament tonight. So, as you see, we tried to sub in Cole Blackstock and... Um, Put in the caboose. And Parker. Uh, but 
we couldn't get them to foul us. Yeah, because they were down 20 with 15 seconds yeah, left. Yeah, and really, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, we should call a timeout. But then I was like, really, you don't really want to call a timeout. Also, uh, right here, this is the moment when it sinks in. Like, when Bruce Pearl's face, when he realizes we've just, just done did. this stinking thing. In 2014, Auburn hires a guy that has a show cost penalty. They hire a guy who literally cannot go recruit until three months later or more. They hired yeah. him in April, right? And, they, yeah. and he couldn't go recruit until August. And No, they hired him in February. I was at the airport for that. Okay, had him in February, and he couldn't go recruit until August, I think. Oh, maybe it was March. It must have been March. Anyway. And, and you're like, what in the... Like, I remember thinking, like, okay, that's a... That's a... Maybe a risky hire, but I was actually oh, over I, the moon. I, I thought, was thrilled. I was, the second we uh, got rid of the other guy... Who saw it burn? Who saw it burn? Good gracious. Um... I wanted us to go hire Bruce Pearl. I, I thought it was. I heard the rumors of that could happen. And I, I was I, like, there's no way we're almost going to do that. It didn't feel like something Jay Jacob would do. It's too big of a splash and too big of well, a gamble. It's, it's not just a splash. It's just the, he, the guy's already in trouble with the NCAA. But we decided to hoist that Jolly Roger and we weren't right after him. Yeah. Jolly Obby, as it were. Jolly Obby. Um, Bruce, uh, Bruce really enjoyed this win. Because he, he knew what it meant. Like, yeah. Back-to-back banners for a team that, it, by any statistical measure, Auburn is the worst basketball program in the SEC. Yeah. You, there's not one. We have the fewest championships, probably. We have the fewest wins. We score just a terrible amount of average points per game mm-hmm. over our school's history. Mm-hmm. We are one of the right, worst yeah. basketball teams in the Power Five, historically. And now, not only has he made, made this a decent year, he's now got it to where back-to-back years, you're, you're hoisting banners. Mm-hmm. You've got guys coming back to lead it again next year. You've got great recruits coming in. Mm-hmm. He's built a program out of ashes. I was getting complete. I asked a question I, in the group I, chat. Well, could KT Harrell get minutes? I'm serious. KT Harrell, who I loved. Give me a sub for Bryce. KT Harrell, who I loved. It was the best player on Bruce's first team. Yes. And might have to sub for Bryce. And even then, Samir's going to eat some of KT Harrell's yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, KT Harrell, who I love, could not Pearl play one for of this team. Most fired up guys about this. He beat his His Alma old Martin. Tennessee team. Uh, and, uh, could Taj Shamsuddin get any minutes in this team? <sighs> I mean, you're talking about guys, Simeon Bowers, could he get run? Oh, God, no. I mean, these are guys that Auburn was excited to have in 2015. Right. And in, and, and in three short years later, they couldn't get any run on this team. Right. And, and we are just moving forward with yes. better recruits coming in. Auburn's going to look longer. It's going to be fa- even faster next year than it was this year. But I don't want to talk as much about next year because we gotta, we have to savor this. Oh, I, I that's that's what I'm trying. I, I keep thinking we about could next lose year. to New Mexico State on Thursday, and this is still an amazing. This is still, year. at worst, the second best team, best year of Auburn basketball. Yeah, and, and the history and I, of the I know program it sounds absurd because we did. I mean, we had a team that had you know 
two or three NBA players on it at one point in the eighties. But and we had a number one overall seed with Chris Porter. Yeah. That team that team was great though. Ninety eight ninety nine is the easy best to forget. team in the school's history by most measures. Yes. But this team I mean this team wins two games and I think they're our best team we've ever had in this, yeah. in this term. If they make the sweet sixteen, they've won they've already won one they won the SEC tournament, which we've only done once thirty four years ago. <laughs> Before uh, I was born. The year I was, I was born, before I was born. I was not yet one. <laughs> and, and, and we've already done that. If, if we make the Sweet 16 for the third time in school it's history? Something like that. Uh, Auburn's only made the tournament nine times. This is the tenth know. time Auburn's made the tournament this year. <laughs> two of those in back-to-back years. Yeah. Two of those years are Bruce Pearl. Um, Two tenths, twenty percent of every time Auburn has been to the tournament is because I, Bruce. I saw someone there. refer to this as a rebuild by Bruce, and no, there's no, there, there was, was no re-build. nothing to re. <laughs> it was just a build. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some rebuilds this past week. Been over in yeah. Beauregard. I've seen some areas that need to be rebuilt. Those are nice looking shirts those guys have on. You got one on right now. I do. Yeah, nice hats too. I have <laughs> seen. I've been doing a lot of disaster relief work the last couple of weeks in Beauregard and can tell you what rebuild looks like. What Bruce inherited it looked a lot more like, earth. like that, um, like tornado after tornado after tornado I mean, after tornado. Yeah. Speaking of which, update on that, if you're not local, the outpouring of support and donations and everything from around the country has been otherworldly. Been great. I was told today, I was told last week by a guy that Auburn Opelika area would need another tornado to have to utilize all the water that had been donated. Yeah. That Walmart and area stores are trying to buy their water back. Oh, okay. I was wondering if maybe they could just send that on to, to other They're trying to people are trying to buy their water back from storage facilities here in town because so many people have donated bottled water Work gloves, granola bars, uh, baby clothes, diapers, the things that, that normally in disasters people don't think to donate, like diapers, mm-hmm. they have too many. Yeah. It's, in a, it's an amazing, uh, amazing outpouring of support. And that just shows you how special of a community Auburn, Opelika, Lee County is. Um, yeah, super proud, proud of this area, proud to be here, for sure. Uh, Chief, want to say anything else at the end of the show? If you pay attention uh, to the website, we're going to do some more. Uh, stuff as it comes up for the Iron Man of Golf tournament we talked about last week. Um, we got T-shirts to buy that say, "Sir, this is a basketball school." So a couple of those already. We're gonna have to get me one of those. Yeah, this is a basketball school, guys. So when someone tries to talk mess about iron bowls or whatever nonsense, sir, this is a basketball school. Oh, we didn't even talk about how this is the first time we've beaten Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and Tennessee twice all in the same year. It's amazing. That's incredible. It's uh, amazing. I guess, I guess I'd just like to wrap up our uh, our discussion of um, what an amazing Auburn weekend this was uh, across the board with just just talking about the, the two seniors. And I, I don't include Malik. Malik is a senior. He's, he's this, this second year here. I love Malik. But the, the two guys that are on our screen right now, Horace and Bryce, um, they came to Auburn when there was no real reason to come to Auburn. Um, and and I've gone to basically every single one of their home games since they've been here, uh, including some practice, some open practices they had in the arena for to generate some right. some uh, excitement there early in their freshman year. And um, 
it's been really great to watch these two and, and to see them get to celebrate this um, after both having a really good tournament uh, was, was it really made me happy, it, it, happy for those guys. And, and it's just, I, I just love this team. I love it a lot. I love Bruce. He's, he's the best, he's the best coach we'll ever have at anything. Yeah. Um, and, I, I he's just, perfect I, for all. I'm just, he is, and I'm just really thankful. And, and so a lot of this stuff, you see, Bruce do. He knows what he's doing. He's he's being promotion guy. It's all about making Auburn look attractive to guys to come here. But but he also it also shows he understands Auburn. And and but at some point he's not just being no a promotion he, guy because you can't put that on. No, he's he he was he was emotional yeah. after this. Um. And, and it's not about him. That that's that's what I love. It's it's never about him. It's about everybody else. Um, and and I'm just so thankful for for these guys for yeah. for, for those two seniors, for everybody on the team. But those two seniors and, and Bruce. Uh, this has been the last four years have been so much better than everything that came yeah. before. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Minute. With an hour and 25 minute podcast. This is Son of Crow. It's like I always tell you feed Malik. Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get together. Delicious Champs Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods, great selection of tasty snacks and ice cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, drink, and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture.